Welcome to Heart to Start, celebrating 10 years of a community-based exercise program where we welcome everyone to join us, no matter your experience or your pace. The goal of Heart to Start is to use the power of community and movement to help people become their best, healthiest selves together. I'm Dr. James Beckerman. I'm a cardiologist with the Providence Heart Institute in Portland, Oregon, and I've coached the Heart to Start program since we began in 2012. In each episode, I'll be speaking with past participants who inspire all of us in the Heart to Start community and experts from medicine, sports, and performance who can help us better achieve our goals. Later in each episode, I'll be sharing some activity goals for the upcoming week. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram at Providence Health System. And before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or a treatment. This week, we meet community members who are wonderful inspirations, as their hearts may have taken them on an unexpected path, yet they've taken intentional steps to blaze a new one and are living their best lives in the process. In our last episode, we met Anthony, who shared great insights to leaning on his own community and finding new ways to stay active. This week, we meet Nancy Richards, who shares what life looks like following a health event. Does it have to change or can it change for the better? At the peak of her fitness, while participating in a marathon, Nancy experienced a heart attack. Let's listen as she shares her path back toward regular movement, running, and rebuilding trust within herself. Welcome to Heart to Start. It's exciting to be here. It is so exciting to have you here. So in full disclosure, it's important that our listeners know that I am your doctor. And I have known you for quite a few years now, and I'm hoping that you'll kind of share our origin story together and what led to that. And um, it's just been such a pleasure to watch you and be a small part of your journey along the way. So I would love to, to maybe start by having you share a little bit about maybe how we got to know each other. Well, we got to know each other um, after I had a heart attack while I was running a marathon in Boston. Um, there was kind of a lot leading up to that. Um, I started running late in life um, and um, eventually made it, made it to Boston. Um, I was having an absolutely fantastic day at Boston um, when I started to feel a little bit off. Didn't quite understand what was going on. Um, just kind of figured I was having a, a typical really bad marathon day. Um, that got worse and worse. And um, eventually I slowed to the point and, and, and lost a lot of the memory of the last three miles of the race. 
when a really awesome volunteer caught me at the finish line and said, you don't look good. Um, move me into the med medical tent um, and realized that I was having a heart attack. Um, I had excellent treatment in Boston. Um, my doctor in Boston really encouraged me to stay active and continue to be a runner. Um, and he referred me to you. And that's how we got started, I guess. That's exactly how we got started. And I remembered it. I remember it so well because I'm good personal friends with the doctor who took care of you in Boston. And I've actually worked in the medical tent at the Boston Marathon myself. And when he contacted me and let me know that we'd be meeting each other, he actually, I remember him emphasizing kind of what you just expressed, which is that, you know, this is definitely a person that we want to keep active. And uh, once she's recovered from this experience, we're, you know, very optimistic that she'll be in a position to be able to set new goals and accomplish them. Um, that's an easy thing to say. That's an easy thing to hope for. But like a lot of things, it can be a little bit more challenging to do. Um, I'm curious, you know, for you as an athletic person, especially as somebody who maybe got into running a little bit later in life, as you said a few minutes ago, when you had this heart event, how did it make you think about yourself differently or what you would anticipate your future might be like? Well, I won't, I won't deny that it was a really, really scary experience. Um, my daughter was with me in Boston, but I didn't have any other family close by. They were all on the other side of the country. Um, and so it was really scary. Um, I handled the physical um, part of it and the, and the physical recovery much better than I handled the mental recovery. And I think my family did as well. Um, I started carrying my cell phone. I started wearing medical ID. I started making sure that I was closer to home and always in communication and that my friends and family knew where I was. Um, I'll admit that for a little while, I was afraid to run by myself. Um, and so cardiac rehab really helped me get back on the track. Um, and I was kind of an odd one to be in cardiac rehab um, because I, even after my heart attack, I was still, you know, after a few weeks able to do quite a bit more than most of the others, but we laughed and joked and teased as I ran my intervals on the treadmill. Um, but I needed that supervision and I needed that confidence and um, they really provided it there at, at cardiac rehab. Um, but it took me a long, long time, five or six years um, I've only recently started being comfortable running um, by myself um, out of a, you know, a short little loop near my home. So it's, it's a long process. It is a long process and it's such a personal process and a personal journey too. Um, for folks listening, it's normal for somebody who experiences a heart event to have and experience a significant impact from it, maybe forever, maybe for a long time. Uh, I think that identity is such an important thing to everybody. And there's nothing like an event like this to make you 
have to rethink your identity in a funny way because before the race, you were not a person who would have self-identified as a, as a heart patient or anything like that. That would have been the furthest thing from your mind. And there you find yourself having these tests and procedures and talking to people like me. And, and it just, it's weird and doesn't seem right. And for a lot of people that can cause frustration, it can cause some people to feel angry. Others can feel sad or anxious. And you mentioned cardiac rehabilitation. Uh, for our audience who's a little bit less familiar, cardiac rehabilitation is a structured, supervised exercise program that's typically 12 weeks or so in duration that is prescribed for people who experience a heart event. And tons of research shows that it can help reduce your risk of a future heart event, and also that it can help you get back into exercise and feel more confident. Um, and part of it is the community of people that you're surrounded by when you go through that experience. So you mentioned that it took you several years for you to really, really regain that confidence and just feeling good again. I. I want to go back a few years then to when you had gone through cardiac rehab and had supposedly, with air quotes, recovered from your heart attack. T tell me what you then tried to do and wanted to do and what that experience was like for you. Since I started becoming active, I'd always been primarily a runner um, I had done a little bit of local triathlon, but I primarily identified as a runner um, and I had moved up in my distances and, and that's what, that's essentially, that's what I did. Um, after my heart attack, I really struggled to run. I don't know whether it was a physical struggle or a mental struggle, but I, I really struggled. Um, so I ended up trying some new activities or expanding on old activities um, I did a hundred mile bike ride. Um, I spent more time at the pool. Um, we started a small group and we, we did some lap swimming together. Um, and I did an open water swim so that I could, um, complete a half Ironman. Um, and the part of the reason I did that, I think was because anything I did was always a new event. So I didn't have a previous time to compete against. It was always, everything I did was a PR. It was the best I'd ever done because it was the first time I'd ever done it. And then when COVID hit, I didn't have access to my friends at the pool. Um, I broke my bike and they couldn't get the parts to fix it. And so I didn't really have a choice but to, but to go back to running. Um, fortunately, the local run club put together kind of a run walk challenge where you did it on your own pretty much, but you ran this, you did the same courses and I was uncomfortable um, on my own. And so I reached out to one of my swim friends and we, uh, we ran, we did the courses together. We walked and jogged and, and did the courses together. And I finally realized um, that I could enjoy running slower um, and that I could enjoy running with friends. I didn't always have to do things for a time. And um, I think I'd always kind of known that the community was important to me, but it took, it took COVID and it took that special friend to really make me understand that. There are so many things to unpack there. Um, one of the things that is really interesting is how you found different modes of movement 
that could be fulfilling for you. Um, a lot of us exercise in the same way, kind of consistently throughout periods of our lives. We identify as walkers or as runners or as cyclists, etc. And you were in a situation where it felt right to you to shift to other things. And it's interesting how you said, you know, when you're trying something new, it's always a personal record. And there's something refreshing about that idea that we can always grow into new things and find uh, find something special about that. And for some people, that can be a time or a speed or a distance, but it's also just the experience of doing it, which is great. The, the second thing is something ironic in a sense, because pre-pandemic, all of us had access to community in some form or another. There are just people around. And by virtue of that, you're you can be in a, in a community if you wish. But it took the pandemic for a lot of us to realize just how important that community could be. Um, I think that a lot of us took things for granted until we couldn't be around others and couldn't you know, spend time together and experience things together. And so that you found during the pandemic that having a uh, a running buddy or a workout partner gave you something that maybe you didn't realize that you missed. Um, wh what have you been up to most recently? <laughs> well, I'm two and a half weeks away from running another marathon. Um, I've hired an online coach and she's provided um, a lot of accountability. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, I'm running, I'm still running a lot with my, with my swim friend on my easy days. Um, super, super excited um, to be headed back down to California to run a marathon in two and a half weeks. I am so, so excited for you. And I have a feeling that this marathon in some ways will be, you know, people talk about the Boston marathon as the pinnacle, right? Um, it's just, it's a big event. It's a historic event. It's, it's the be all end all and of kind of the Amer the American marathon community, certainly. Um, but I have a feeling that this marathon is going to be something very special for you, especially at around mile 23 or so when you feel good and you cross that finish line and uh, and you'll you know feeling feeling happy and healthy and exhausted yep. too. <laughs> Uh, I've talked a lot to my coach about mile 20 and it's kind of my own personal heartbreak hill that um, I haven't really been able to get up and over again since my heart attack. And so that's kind of the way we're dealing with it and talking about it. And um, I'm really excited to to get up and over my own heartbreak hill again. That's incredible. What do you do to prepare for that? Um, you know, we we've heard from over the course of this podcast from um uh, sports, uh, sports medicine specialists, uh, mental health performance specialists, sports psychologists about how we can uh, motivate, how we can kind of push through those more challenging times. What, what do you have in your toolbox 
for when you get to mile 20, because mile 20 is hard, right? It doesn't matter if you've had a heart attack before. Mile 20 is hard for everybody. And so what are you going to do when you get there? Well, we've talked about a few tricks. Um, I've, I've talked to my coach and then she actually referred me to one of her um, coworkers. And we talked a little bit more in detail about the fact that it's, it's really more of a mental challenge than a physical challenge for me, um, especially this time. Um, so I have a, I have a mantra. Um, and at first I was kind of afraid to, to make my mantra heart related because I felt like my heart was my enemy um, and that I had to overcome heart problems. But then I finally realized that even while I was having a heart attack, my heart carried me through that last six miles of Boston. Um, and I remember that when our kids were younger and were participating in activities, um, if somebody gave up, we said, well, they don't have a lot of heart. Or if they if they were behind and pulled it through, um, they we would say, well, boy, they had a lot of heart. So my mantra is going to be, you've got heart. Um, and that's what I'm going to use to to remind me that I can dig deep and I can I can get past mile 20. And we have a few other I mean, I wrote down some things and we kind of went through a few a few mental exercises to try to try to remind me, um, you know, what I need to do and and how I need to handle things. But um, I think the main thing is just realizing that physically I'm ready um, and I can do this. We are just so proud of you. Um, I love that mantra. You've got heart. And if I, not to take any uh, editorial control, but you could also add to that, you've got the heart to start. You've got the heart to keep going. And you've got the heart to finish this thing. All of us will be so excited to hear about your success once you cross that finish line. It's going to feel so good. Well, I, I'm so happy and appreciative of your generosity and sharing your story with us today. Um, you know, some of the folks participating in Heart to Start may have had a heart event. Uh, it speaks to the importance of working closely with your medical team and having a thoughtful training program if you are going to be competing in events like this in the future. But uh, more than anything, it's it's being present and realizing that uh, your heart is what carries you. It's what's carried you so far, so far, so so much so far, and will carry you across that finish line. So thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. We appreciate all of our Heart to Start participants. Our hope in sharing stories from our community members is that you find connection and inspiration for your own journey. Mm-hmm.